Take a seat. Oh, what's going on? Let me, let me get the corner over here. Let me get the middle. I gotta be in the middle. Or we're gonna put Chris in the middle. Chris in the middle. Chris in the middle. Are you gonna put me in the middle? Man, I gotta keep my head on a swivel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Nick moderate the next one. Sweet. Yeah. What do you think, Bill? Yeah. But you gotta. You're gonna have to. Um... Alright. Oh, wow. Look, look, it's like perfectly set and centered yeah, it looks and everything. Good. We're just gonna have to speak up a little bit, probably. Alright. Hey everybody, welcome to SHIFT. This is 2.0. This is the second season that we've been doing SHIFT events. My name is Chris Ford. I'm a broker in charge of Eagle Realty. I have Nick Sauer. Which way? Yeah, Nick Sauer. <laughs> like, that threw me off. I pointed this way and it went the other way on the screen. Nick Sauer is with um, Beach Connection Realty and Crescent Coast and some other companies. And Mr. Paul Stecker with me from Wells Fargo. And if you have any other companies, you can disclose that here in a second. I'll let them introduce themselves in one minute. But basically, we changed up the format a little bit this year, trying something different. Instagram, Facebook, we are streaming live. We'll repost this a couple different places. Um, we do have a couple people in the studio audience, but mainly for our online audience, uh, just thank you again for joining us. Try to do these once a month and just bring some value to you, um, doing some Q&As, a little bit more of a panel setting, and talking about um, this, well today we're talking about uh, kind of the market shifting or recessionary market or market slowdowns, just trying to look at the macro a little bit and how it relates to some of the industries that my panelists are on and some of their experiences in the cycle when we experience a cycle down market as well. So we're going to get into that in one second. Um, but again, we try to do this every month. We'll have some different panels, some different industries, some different topics. So we just want to invite you to join us. So watch for my content putting out there about when we have these events um, here at Eagle. And if you want to be a panelist, let me know. I'm, we, we can fit you in. It's going to be fun. All right. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit more fully to you guys. And then we'll get into the questions. So I'll start with my right. Yes. I'm Nick Sowers, like you said, I'm with Beach Connection Realty. I'm also with um, an investor in multiple different companies and partner in different companies. Um, really trying to keep my hand on the business world, but the real estate world. Especially, um, I invest in a lot of real estate myself with, with partners, so seeing where the market's going, that's kind of where we're going to take this panel discussion today. So we're it's very important to me because the last thing you ever want to do is get caught owning a bunch of stuff at the top. So, <laughs> all right, Mr. Paul, Paul Stecker, uh, currently Wells Fargo Home Mortgage uh, Loan Officer. Um, I have a background ever since college. I graduated uh, BBA, Business uh, Bachelor's of Business Administration, and uh, have a background in uh, financial investing as well, financial services uh, with a few different companies. Okay, awesome. Well, I want to thank them for being here. I'm going to kind of play moderator, even though I may interject a little bit more. Sometimes I may be more hands-off, but we thought this was a good way to kick off shift for this year and just kind of um, answer a couple questions that we've kind of came up with, we've discussed a little bit. And like he said, like Nick said, looking at how the market um, on a macro level, whether we're entering a down cycle or just kind of, I guess, I guess, well, let's, let's say this to start off with. So most, I would say, um, most people agree that we have been in a good market for a long time right now, right? Yeah. So if we can agree we've been in a, <laughs> in a, in a good market for a while, um, probably at least most people say, will say the 10-year mark. 
And when we look at history, kind of a 10, 12 year cycle tends to happen, as we've seen over the last couple decades, I think before the market cycles back down, we kind of come out of a, um, uh, you know, bullish more into kind of, well, I guess we a bear, right? So my first question to both these gentlemen are, I, both of them experienced 2008. So I just kind of went, where were you at in 2008? And what did that kind of look like for you and your business at that time? I'll, I'll start. Um, I was working as a commercial lender for a local bank. So very fast the market changed when the when banks all of a sudden decide they're not lending money anymore and you're a commercial lender, you become a collections agent. And I can tell you that is not a job I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> but part of, part of what I saw is I saw the ch how the economy and how the stock market and all ultimately can affect the real estate market and can ultimately affect Myrtle Beach locally as a market. Um, when tourism drops, you start having less rentals in your properties if they're vacation properties and then all of a sudden, as we know, or as a lot of us know, the value of your vacation properties is driven by the rental income. So that's where, that's where I was doing at the time. And your collections agent. <laughs> yeah, I became a collections agent, which is why I got out of banking. <laughs> and it's funny, 2008, you know, that was definitely a, a wild time. It was definitely changed for a lot of people. Um, people who have not been in industry at all um, do not, have not seen what, what people who were, who were working at the time saw. Um, for me, it was actually when I started getting into financial services and getting into mortgage banking and, and the like. Um, before that, I was a technical recruiter in New York City for IT professionals. You can imagine 2008 was not a great time to be a recruiter, <laughs> recruiting for jobs, right? So you can imagine that. So I quickly learned uh, recession-proof type businesses or businesses where I may want to lean. So it was lucky, it was a few year, I was a few years out of college at the time, and I was young enough and agile enough to really be able to focus in a bad time, look for the good in that, and kind of see what can I shift to uh, when I laid off half of the company um, wow. you know, at the time. So um, you know, I was lucky enough to really be able to take a step back, focus on what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go in life, and focus my efforts that way, and use that recession to really change my whole, my whole lifestyle, my whole life. Wow, gotcha. For me, contextually, um, 2008 was interesting. I had started the real estate company in 03, and uh, we had been doing vacation rentals for the, uh, since 1999. So to see uh, 08 and 09 was kind of interesting because I actually gained some opportunities to uh, bring on some more realtors and team members from companies that were struggling and that were collapsing based on their model. So it actually worked out for me long run, uh, but it was amazing for me to see just that we had 4,000 realtors and then suddenly within a year it's like cut in half. Um, and just to see a, a rapid stop going from 03 to 08 of buying and selling an activity and tremendous appreciation year over year and property values and then just like a cliff and you just took a nosedive. Um, so that was... It's interesting you say that, Chris, because I remember borrowers we had at the time that were in the real estate industry that their income went from a strong six figure to almost zero in the 12 month period of time. Like they were like, I'm selling nothing. There's right. nothing, I'm making no money now. I have to go figure something else out. Right, right. And, 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 and in that, we're talking about an 08 crack that was, you know, a housing crash that was directly yeah. correlated to probably the industries that we were, you know, a part of, uh, more so than just a macroeconomic slowdown. So, um, so that being said, the next question uh, we kind of had was, you know, how, knowing that it's, it, like this one may not be 
housing, like yeah. housing crash related and then how bad that that was in, in 08, but still what a market slowdown looks like on a, on a larger scale. And you guys probably have more expertise in this than I do. Um, but with other economic factors that factor in besides just real estate, besides just housing, what, like, how do you kind of prepare for, or you can tell me what, what you think it's going to look like as a down cycle market. Tell me some of the key factors that you think is going to, are going to happen or are happening. Maybe you already see them, see them. And then what do we do to prepare for that moving forward? Paul, why don't you start? Sure. On this. Um, I think those are both great questions. I think the first one to start with is really just recessions are, it should not be a super scary word. It's actually a normal, a normal thing we've had forever. Um, so generally recessions are a normal part of the business activity. It does happen average about every 10 years or so. Now 10 years, you shouldn't be scared of that number. Some are long, you know, some go 15, some are seven or eight years in between. But generally speaking, there's a business cycle. It goes up, it goes down. Um, and they're, they're not typically as scary as what we would call the Great Recession of 2008. Right. Uh, so I'll preface it by that. Um, you know, things you'll start seeing is, is again, you know, economic indicators are, uh, Leading into you know the stock market uses that to really judge on where stocks will be going in the near future, um, and so there's a lot of different ways that you can take a look at that, um, see where we are today. I generally think, as many economists, that we are in a late cycle. Um, we are still at the, kind of the top. Um, things are good here. I know locally things are here good as far as the business, um, but it is a good time. I think it's a great time for a session like this because at some point there's going to be a recession, and if you start now thinking about that, preparing your own finances for for that, preparing your business for that, you're going to be better off. Um, it's certainly hope, and I don't think it will be anywhere as you know bad as it was right. in 2008. But that being said, you do want to prepare your business now for that. Um, what's the next question? Paul, like, what, to do that? Here, I'll, yeah. I've got a follow-up question to what you're saying. Yeah. So, Paul, what would be a couple from your past in the financial services, um, some leading indicators that may indicate we're, we're turning, we're turning over the top? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Is there is there some stuff that in no. the past is historically, it's not 100 percent perfect. Yeah. But that, that are indicators. Great, great question. One thing I see. Um, if you look at 2008, you look at 2000, when, you know, 2001 when the internet boom popped. You even look in the, in the past few years with the Bitcoin, and I'm not here to buy, say buy Bitcoin, sell Bitcoin, <laughs> anything. But you've noticed that um, consumer sentiment is, is really, to me, one of the biggest ones. When you see people or you have buyers coming to you ready to buy and flip, and, and this was happening in 2008, and, they, and everyone, it's, it's almost everyone thinks it can never go bad again. Because we will eventually get there at some point, right? We were, you know, in 2009, no one can envision that. Now we're starting to see people get a little bit more, um, you know, elaborate with their with, with what they're willing to buy and sell. When you see consumer sentiment and confidence, consumer confidence is a good word for that. When you see the consumer confidence go extreme, and you see all your buddies and everybody, you want to tend to go the other way where everyone's going. So. Um, you know, I see that when you see consumer confidence levels get to a peak, which they have not yet. Um, that's one way to tell me you better start slowing down your own business or slowing down your, you know, get get you know get your savings set up for for success. Um, I know one of the sayings we had around the bank at, right after the the, the um, crash of 08 was when we looked at like we obviously had some loans on spec homes that went bad, and they were like one of the things is. Start worrying when your landscaper is building two spec owners down the street, because that in his business. When you see people in making investments in stuff that's not their business, and they're doing it all on their own, that's that tells me there's 
there's loose money, number one. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're at that stage today with the way the banking is, but it is something to pay attention to, I think. Going what forward. are you doing personally, Nick, to prepare right now, or what are some of your key uh, factors that you're looking at? Like you mentioned consumer confidence. What are some factors um, you look at? I mean, one of the things that always is a leading indicator, I think, of wherever our company went is interest rates. Um, I think, especially when you see an inverted yield curve that happened or, um, recently, that is a leading indicator that has preceded a recession. Um, will it this time? Don't know. I know historically it's been pretty accurate. Um, it's been pretty accurate. However, the other thing I would say, me personally, even business-wise, the one thing I would tell people is cash. You've got to think about having more cash on hand. Um, the reason why is cash gives you flexibility when stuff changes. Um, whether it be, oh, I got to sell this at a loss, or I got to pay to get through the recession and just live through it, have cash on hand. I think that is probably the number one key of things you can do. Now, there's some other things we can probably talk about strategies, how to grow your business, but the cash. Cash is probably and, let, and I'll mention on cash because me and you both heard it at a conference we were at. But yep. you know, a hundred thousand in a recession is like five hundred. I mean, like yep. the, the value of yeah. cash in a recessionary period mm -hmm. is exponential. So you may be thinking, man, I'm sitting on this right now. I need to be investing. I need to spend it. But remember, what you've saved in this in this period now is going to be worth more when we do cycle yeah. down. Uh, Your buying power in a recession, especially in the real estate market, in the stock market, it goes up because everything's on sale. Um, Warren Buffett always says, be greedy when others are fearful. <laughs> it's, 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 it seemed to work out very well for him. <laughs> All right, so you talk a little bit about like what you guys, how, how you kind of view the market in and, and what you do in recession. Are you advising your clients in any, in any way that's, that's the same or different from what you're telling yourself that you need to be doing? Um, I think as an, I think right now, and. I only work a little bit occasionally with investors from a, that I'm not investing myself. I think you, one of the things I'd say from an asset class, real estate locally, um, land, land is not fun in a recession. To, uh, I would be careful. I make sure you have a plan if you're buying land right now. Um, look at income producing properties, number one, because at least you can rent them. You can get some cash flow off of them. Um, in the event the value drops in your original plan don't work out. So you always think about what's, I always have one exit strategy, but know your second and third exit strategies on purchasing real estate right now, especially if you're doing it from an investor standpoint and you're doing it with a shorter time frame. I mean, if you're buying something to hold for 30 years, then you have your plan. Um, <laughs> if you're buying it to hold for three, make sure you, you have multiple exit strategies. From the mortgage world. Yeah, on the lending side, it's a very, very interesting question as well. Um, you know, one thing I'll, I'll say is um, when I look at a client who's coming in for a mortgage or they're looking at some ideas on how much they get pre-approved for, things of that way, I really try to take a holistic approach to it, even when they're looking at investment properties, second homes, is when I'm, when I'm looking at the terms, you know, it's better to obviously possibly get a, a lower term, to get a better, you know, maybe better interest rate, but is that the best thing to have the cash flow have, you know, going out per month? adjustable rates you know, versus fixed. There's a lot of things like that. So there's not any one particular advice I would give to everybody today. All I would say is you really have to consider where you are, what you're doing with that money, what's the purpose of, of the purchase. And um, there's, you know, if, you, if you dig into that and you look at all of your options, you, you usually pick the best one out of that. You know? 
Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I'll, I'll, just to build on yours a little bit too, I think when you are buying investment property in, in, in the now, um, make sure when you're calculating, you know, market rents and that kind of stuff for your cash flow, like are, what's your, what, what kind of padding percentage do you have if rents drop 10%, 15%, 20%, uh, just make sure you're calculating some different scenarios and not just going off the max rent for today of what you can get on the property, especially if it's long term. To take it um, from a real estate broker standpoint, as the agents, what, um, what, what advice would you give an agent? right now to prepare in the event that they could see their number of sales drop in, yeah, I think in we, the coming year. Right, and I think we both, well, one, the first one I think we've both been preaching and I hear a lot from other brokers too is, is cash heavy, so make sure you're saving. So a lot of things we said at the beginning of 2019 was, you know, when you're looking at this year of commissions, because I would see, I, I still probably lean towards 2019 is probably gonna be a pretty strong year and uh, in our local market, local Myrtle Beach market, I'm not sure about yours and, and where it's gonna hit first or where people are gonna feel it in the real estate market first. But uh, cash heavy, make sure you're putting that aside, that extra percentage of commission checks that you're getting um, and make sure you're saving on that end. Uh, from other real estate, I, you know, doubling down on branding content, free marketing, uh, make sure you're analyzing your budget of where you are spending. Don't get so, don't be as frivolous with different spending, lead generation, marketing uh, software, all that kind of stuff. Like really analyze that and buy more into personal brand content that you can put out there and, and build your expertise and brand over time um, on more of the long-term game because that's going to help you as we filter out, as we dovetail down and realtors drop out of the market, who's still there are the ones that have built their brand. So I know, yeah, I know we've talked about that a lot too. Um, so we talked about like preparing for the down cycle. How do we thrive once it gets here, whenever that may be? What are, and a little bit back to your Warren Buffett thing, but how, are we, how do you guys look at you personally or you're going to advise your clients to thrive when we do hit that kind of recessional market? Well, I'm going to go with two different sides. I'm going to go, number one, the side of the investor. If you're cash heavy, you're buying stuff on sale. So you're, you're setting yourself up for your next 10 years by wait. Once, once it hits, there's a lag time. Prices don't drop overnight. So you kind of got to wait and feel through, feel your way through. If you're buying multiple, you have a big plan, you can probably buy on the way down and on the way up. Um, if you don't have a, big plan, you're probably better to wait a little bit longer. I would always say it's better to be a little bit late making that real estate purchase coming out of a downturn than it is to be early and leaving, then it ends up dropping a lot more. Um, the other side, back to the even the real estate agent side, I think it's to be flexible. Realize what you've been selling that you've become really good at selling, you're probably going to have to change what you're going to chase to try to sell. Mm -hmm. um, if you're selling new construction homes, that's probably not an area that's going to be hot during a recession. Um, whereas there may be, you know, if you specialize in distressed property, you probably have a chance to go pick up some listings, pick up that. Um, also, if you're a real estate agent out there working, I would go find some investors that think that way, that you can work with or funnel deals to to help you make money in the downturn. Knowing those avenues is key. Um, and then I think even going into other industries, I think it's just hunger down, looking where if you're small, oh, it's always good to try to take market share from the big guys. Um, <laughs> I'll that. Okay. So, so what does small mean, right? So if you're if you're a um, you know in your personal life, I mean your own personal, if you're self-employed or a realtor, I think we're kind of what this is geared to. Yeah. Um, my big piece is you have the income side, right? When times are good, times are good. Times are bad, times are bad. Not much you can do about that besides just keep on pushing through it and doing, you know, executing your plan and, and all that. 
On the flip side of that, where I am at, I, I call it keeping my nut as low as possible. So what does that mean? That means my personal monthly payments going out. If you can keep, if you can focus on keeping that as low as possible, the car payment, the house payment, the rent payment, whatever that may be. And I'm not particularly talking about income producing properties, um, you know, because that's all cash flow and an analysis. But I'm talking about the personal, your personal payments per month. Keeping that as low as possible. Taking the time now when you have profits. If you have credit card debt, you shouldn't have credit card debt. Pay off those credit cards every month, right? So simple things like that, more from personal finance, will set you up better in a, um, you know, when, when a recession does hit us, uh, to be in a better personal situation to, if your income gets cut in half tomorrow, what are you going to do? You, what can you do? The only other thing you can do besides make more income is have less personal debt per month. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, yeah, and like I said, piggyback off both of those, and we talked about like thriving through. I, I, I have been advising more agents look at your investor basis. Can you build some investor database um, and, and look at those as we as you cycle into that? Um, but to piggyback off that, what personally in, in 08, 09, I had a, a kind of a growth spurt in the company uh, because I was able to uh, recruit and bring on some agent teams that were at um, different commission structure companies that basically their structure was built. For a thriving market, you know, yeah. like it just wasn't, it wasn't built that. And and I would advise some brokers out there if you're listening, watch your brick and mortar. Like watch your it, again back to the nut being low. Yeah. Is like what are your overhead costs for running your real estate yeah. company and running your business because that can trap you. Saw so a lot of mm. uh, companies go out of business in 0809 just because they were over leveraged on um, the, what they had and what they had to pay for. Have, so. have either of you experienced? One of the things I, I always hear, and I noticed it some when I was in the banking around through the last recession, but um, a lot of companies, one of the first places, and I think even as individual real estate agents, insurance agents, or mortgage professional, the first place you think that's the easiest to cut going into a recession is marketing. Hmm. And I believe that's probably the last place you should try to cut going in, because that's your opportunity to grab that market share from those other people. If everybody else is cutting, and you're putting more out there, you have an opportunity to grab that one extra deal, that one extra, that one extra closing. And that could be the difference in you being successful versus the guy that cut his entire advertising budget completely to zero day one of the recession. Absolutely. Gotcha. All right. Well, kind of the last question is kind of a culmination of what we've been discussing here, discussing here is if you can leave everybody with one point, like one thing either that you learned that you don't want to repeat or you do want to repeat from 08 or just one thing to to leave them with for um, when the mic when the when the market down cycles um, what's what's that yeah. what's your one I mean you might want just you know the more nimble you could be the more cash you can have to take advantage of that you know of, of people like you said cutting their budgets um, and just keeping that you know nut as low as possible going into it that would be my three pieces of quick advice to um, to plan just keep on planning that way mine are probably gonna be exactly like it is. The only thing I would say is going in, really look at, if, if you are an investor out there right now, look at your holdings, look where your money's tied up um, and look at the opportunity going in. This is a time maybe free a little cash up here or there or reduce what you're investing in. Just don't invest as much. Um, that would probably be my thing for investors. For the average real estate agent, it's very similar to what Paul said. Cash heavy, bet on yourself. Um, do more to put you as the trusted source to the clients and to the public through through branding content chris talks a lot about that if anybody needs ideas on how to do that right here but, but yeah you, you definitely want to
to keep keep pushing with that. And I would advise, yeah, whether your agent, whether your brokerage. Uh, I mean, I think I think that's very um, overarching advice that both you, both you guys said because um, or a client or whatever. Like you need to be looking at that and planning and just be just be aware. Um, I don't think anybody ever wants to be surprised by a recessionary market, like like the crash, like be so surprised by it. That's so, the thing, most people are surprised. Most people are, yeah. And it's a euphoria of, of when, when it peaks. When it's good, yeah. It's and isn't that why we're talking about this now? Right. That we're right. not in it, right. we're not in a recession right now. Right. So let's take take this advice, it may be a year from now, maybe right. two years from now, maybe six months. Take this, take this chance for you to really think about it. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I want to thank Nick and Paul for joining us for the first Q&A uh, sessions of Shift for this year. Um, guys, got anything else before we take off? All right, I thank them. Um, Nick like, asks, likes asking questions. I'm going to let him moderate that next time. He just <laughs> like questions so much. Um, but that means you got to get your own panelists. So uh, we'll check in next month. Stay tuned for the next uh, Shift session, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. See you all later. Did that keep going or no? Okay. I never know when someone calls if that. I'm gonna get a thumb. Do you guys that are here, do you have any questions for Nick or Paul or anything like that that have to do with the recessionary market? You get the bonus.